The Bible tells us that at the crucifixion of Christ, a darkness descended over the land. That's because the light of the world was being extinguished. Join us today as Pastor Ander describes how life without Jesus Christ is a life filled with darkness in this message, Christ is life and light. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. In the power of the Spirit, in Jesus' name, and all God's children said, uh, turn with us to the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Uh, we did 1 through 5 last week, but this time we want to just primarily focus on 4 and 5. The Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. It says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. I want to preach this morning on Christ is life and light. Christ is life and light. As we look around and see what is unfolding before our very eyes, we see that our nation, our world is literally filled with satanic darkness. We have evil everywhere, despair, corruption, People are living in fear, sexual immorality, sex trafficking, sexual perversion, abortion, rebellion, injustice, political and racial unrest. All around us is deception, not to mention terrorism uh, all over the world. And uh, as we are witnessing, even in, in England, bombings after bombings after bombings. And I tell you what, uh, people really need the Lord. And I'm saying uh, with passion, where are the preachers uh, who can stand up and tell people to repent and come to Jesus? My friend, there is hope in the midst of a dark world. God sent his one and only beloved son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to bring light in a dark world. The gospel of John chapter eight, verse 12 says, then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of light. Let's look at verses four and five. Verses four and five is Christ is life and light. The scripture says, in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. Beloved, physical life, spiritual life and light are gifts that comes from Christ. Whether it's physical life, spiritual life, and the light of Christ, all comes from Christ himself. When one is born into the world, he receives physical life, but is in spiritual darkness separated from God. No one is born saved. You're born lost. You're born with a sin nature. You're born with an Adamic nature. You're born on your way to hell. When one is born again, he receives spiritual life. This is the only way you can receive spiritual life. You must have a spiritual transaction. Uh, you, you, you must become a new creation. You must be regenerated by the Holy Spirit. When one is born again, he or she receives spiritual life and is indwelt with the light of Christ, making him or her alive in Christ. When one has the life of Christ living in his soul or her soul, he is able to fulfill God's purpose and glorify our Lord because 
he or she possesses the life and light of Christ. So the only way you can get light is to have Christ who is true light, who gives guidance. Once you have the light of Christ in you, you have direction. People without the light of Christ are in the dark. They're misdirected uh, and have no sense of direction. It is amazing that even though God sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to bring salvation through his son, people still love darkness rather than light. Creation reveals the glory of God. The prophets came talking about one to come in the Messiah. Then God sent his one and only son, the apple of his eye into the world to be light in the midst of darkness. And yet people rejected eternal life. They rejected light. They rejected the savior. First John 1 5 says, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. The gospel of John chapter three, verses 19 through 20 also says, and this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. Men and women did not know God and did not want to know him because the thoughts and intents of their hearts were dark and evil because of human depravity and sin. The light of Christ exposes the sinfulness of humanity. Satan loves darkness and he does his best work in it. He loves darkness and he does his best work in it. Now he, he works at any moment of the day, any time of the day. I mean, uh, he'll seize every, every moment. For your demise, the devil is not your friend. He's your enemy and he comes to steal, kill and destroy. And he comes to bring death and destruction. But I love the fact that the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ conquered Satan and the powers of darkness. As children of light, we can live in victory and shine in this dark and decadent world as we depend exclusively on Christ. He is our only hope. He is our only hope. Christ is the light who has inherent power to penetrate darkness and bring illumination into a world filled with satanic darkness. As you see what's going on in our nation, satanic darkness. We see chaos in the universities. We see chaos even now in college graduation where there's no longer dignity and people are revolting and turning their backs and walking out. I said, they're, where is it going next? If they're going to act like that at a college graduation, don't have a graduation. Just say, make sure your fees are paid up. Go to the office, pick up your degree and go home. Where is that going to make a statement? Everybody is doing what is right in their eyes. Wherever Satan is, there is a prevailing ignorance. Satan loves for folk to be ignorant. But the ignorance, ignorance of God's law is no excuse. I didn't know that. Well, that's not, that's not God's fault. God sent prophets. God sent creation. God, God created creation. Uh, God gave a Bible. 
And if you're not reading it, that's not God's fault. That's your fault. Maybe it's because of laziness or uh, you just being too busy or whatever it is. And you're in biblical ignorance is at an all time high. And people can come into the Lord's house and uh, and leave as ignorant as they can be. Ignorant as they can be. When is the last time you even taken a quiz in church? When the last time you will pass out a handout with the introductory of the Gospel of John saying study it and take this and we're going to go verse by verse expositorily. Satan is making confusion all over the place from, from redefining marriage, the bathroom laws, everything is just being turned over and given over. Uh, uh, there's no rights and wrongs. Everything is just relative. Do what you want to do. If it feels good, baby, just do it. And I tell you, that's a dangerous thing. And that's where we are. Wherever there is confusion, I guarantee you Satan is somewhere lurking around. Did you get that? Whether it's in your home, on your job, in the church, or wherever it is, wherever there is confusion, Satan is somewhere lurking around because he is the author of confusion. Christians sing a song titled, This Little Light of Mine, to indicate that we have a part in salvation offered by Jesus and a responsibility to display the light and life he offers. Listening today as Pastor Render continues to explain the significant part the second person in the Godhead plays, giving and sustaining life in this message, Christ is life and light. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Let me transition out. Why do people love darkness rather than light? Why do people love darkness rather than light? Restaurants are so dark that you cannot see the menu. The clubs are dark. The concerts are dark. And even many churches now worship in the dark. I want light so I can read my Bible. The irony of it all is that the people who prefer to be in darkness often find themselves Unable to sleep in that same dark. Why do people love darkness rather than light? Number one, the world loves darkness because they are more comfortable in the dark and desires to be undisturbed in their evil. They're more comfortable in the dark. They prefer because they they, they don't want to be uh, undisturbed in their evil. They're comfortable. First John 1, 6 says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Listen at this. Beloved, it is absolutely impossible to have genuine fellowship with Christ and live in spiritual darkness at the same time. Okay, you either in the light or you in the dark. You either love Christ or you don't. You're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. You're either sheep or you're a goat. Amen? It is impossible to have genuine fellowship with Christ and live in spiritual darkness at the same time. Number two, why do people love darkness rather than light? Uh, They prefer the secrecy of darkness because they do not want their deeds exposed. They prefer the secretness. The secrecy of darkness because they do not want their deeds exposed. Just as natural light dispels the dark 
and reveals what could not be seen in the dark. The light of Christ exposes the deeds of wicked people, causing them to become angry because they have no desire to repent. No desire whatsoever to repent. So, 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 so they get upset when their deeds are exposed. Uh, John 3.20, the gospel of John 3.20 says, For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. This is why those practicing evil reject you as a Christian when, when you get saved. They do not want the light of Christ in you exposing their sins. That's why your brothers, your, your siblings will have problems with you. Sometimes your parents, it could be on your job. It could be, uh, in the military. It could be in any number of places, an organization. And when, when, when you look like Christ and you're not doing the things unsafe folk do, then you, you make your lifestyle convicts them and make them uncomfortable to the extent that they will maneuver and navigate around you because the light of Christ is too convicting for them to hang around. Number three, why do people prefer darkness rather than light? People prefer darkness because they love their sin. They love it. They take pleasure in their sin. They sin because it feels good. That's why people sin. You don't, you don't just drink and drink and drink. Oh, that's, I, I don't like it. Cook, cook, cook. Just chuckle up, chuckle up. Oh, I don't like this. One more, please. No, no. It feels good. It feels good. It is appealing to the flesh. Uh, the scripture says in John 319b, men love darkness. He's underlined that. Men, people, women, uh, uh, boys and girls, teenagers, young adults, love old folk who are too old to be acting a fool. They love darkness. My friends, unless you repent, say repent. That Greek word is metanoia, is turning from sin and selfishness and evil to the Lord Jesus Christ. Unless you repent and turn to Jesus, you will send yourself straight to hell. Did you get that? Unless you repent and return to Jesus, you will send yourself straight to hell. Uh, Luke 13, 3 says, I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. I've been looking at all the terrorist bombings over in England. And just last night, bombing after bomb, you know, just more terrorism after terrorism. And I was telling the prayer group earlier this morning, I said, where's the preacher? That was a time that was a hotbed over there for the gospel. And the thing was blossoming and flourishing. But we need, I mean, just a few years ago, there was a preacher who was arrested for, 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 for crying out to God for the sins of the people. What they need is some preachers to come forth now and say, repeat, come to Jesus. Uh, let's have a prayer meeting. Let's, let, let's go to the house of the Lord and, uh, uh, our police can't handle this. Our, our, uh, uh, secret service people cannot handle this. It's time for people to come to God. I don't believe if somebody stand on a street corner today in England and tell folk to repent, I don't believe they'll be put in jail right now. That's right, because no, no, no other, all the other answers are not working. Why don't they try Jesus? But I'm going to tell you something. You can sit here and look cute all you want and think it's not coming over here. It's already here. I'm not trying to scare you, but you better get serious about God and you better repent. 
You better be right with God. Don't live in fear. Go on with your life. Don't be a scary cat. Don't be a coward. Be holy. Be, be saved. Be holy. Walk by faith. Nobody going to stop me from where I'm going. Now, I'm not going to be a fool and naive and just fly over in some over in North Korea somewhere. I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> but I will get on the plane and I will go. And I'm not, oh, this is so bad out there. I can't fly this. When I get in my car, I might have a head-on collision with a drunken driver. Listen, you better pray, trust God, and walk by faith. And walk by faith. If, if there's ever time you need to know the Lord, it's right now. It's, if ever time you need to be the real deal, it's right now. Huh? If there's ever time. If, if what's around you now don't make you come to church, then tell me what will. You know what? Right now. Thank you, Lord. Love you. This me when I was in the office just a second ago. You know what? As we see things happen in our world and our nation. I. I. Our churches ought to have a Black Friday experience. People ought to be camped outside. Can't wait till Sunday. I mean, you, you so, you, you so, you so in the go mode to come to church that you camp out on Saturday night because you can't wait to get a good seat on Sunday morning. Because you want God to fill your cup and let it overflow. You want God to do something with you. You want to meet God. You want to experience God. Oh, but you know what? All this is happening. <sighs> yawning, spiritual yawning. <gasps> I think I might go to vacation Bible school. I'll wait till Tuesday. They'll be out there. They, they won't miss me. It's enough of them out there. I won't come to Lord's Supper too early at 445 baptism. Now, wait a minute. What's wrong with you? When you have passion for Christ and when you love God and when you seek him first, you're not asking him oh, why. You're saying, why not? And you ought to be saying like the psalmist, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of God. Some of you love the championship game more than you do God, and the Spurs are not even playing. Some of you say, well, I don't like the Spurs. Well, tough. But I will say this, you ought not put nothing before your God. That's the point of the message, you see. So if you don't repent, you, you will die in your sins. Number four, why do people love darkness rather than light? Number four, people love spiritual darkness because they do not want to change their evil behavior. They do not want to change their evil behavior. John 3.20a says, for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light. The more those practicing evil reject the light of Christ, they become more hardened they become more hardened in their hearts, which results in God giving them up and turning them over to their sins for destruction. That point is so big till it's worth repeating. The more those practicing evil reject the light of Christ, they become more hardened in their hearts, which results in God giving them up and turning them over to their sins for destruction. Exodus 10, 1 says, now the Lord said to Moses, go into Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and, and the hearts of his servants, that I may show these signs to mine before him. 
Romans 1 24 also says, therefore, God also gave them up. You know, you, you keep rejecting God, keep rejecting God, keep rejecting God. You know what he does? He says, OK, enough of you, enough of your rejection, enough of your hardness, enough of your foolishness. I'm giving you up. And if God give you up, then who can help you? Who can deliver you? Who can save you? Who can rescue you? Ah, the worst thing you can hear is to say, God gave me up. And sometimes parents say about their children. They just won't listen, won't listen. Boy, I'm through with you. I'm going to turn you over into the hands of the Lord. And sometimes that's the best person. That's that's the best person to turn them over to. You know what? I've been talking, 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 talking to you. I'm tired of talking to you. I'm going to start praying on you and I'm turning you over to the Lord. And I'm going to, and look, and when God moves, I'm not bailing you out. Not bailing you out. Romans 1.24 says, therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness. You want to be unclean and spiritually nasty and sick? Go ahead on. You want to have it your way in lust of your heart? Go ahead on. You want to dishonor your bodies? Uh, 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 go ahead on. I'm turning you over. A word of wisdom about darkness. A word of wisdom about darkness. A, refuse to roam the streets in the wee hour of the morning. You're only asking for trouble and giving Satan room to operate in your life. Go home. Go home. Now, if you're going to work or getting off work, that's, I'm not talking about you. Uh, you get, you got to get home or you got to get to work. But that's some folk. They just, they just not putting their shoes on at 10 o'clock. What you putting your shoes on? You ought to be headed home and getting home as fast as you can. Why? Why? There are many in an early grave because they just didn't stay home. And some of y'all old, too old to be roaming around. That's why you don't have no energy. That's why some of you all tired and tuck it out. And some of y'all at home and you watch TV to two o'clock in the morning and then snore in the Lord's house. Say no mind you coming to church as long as he can put you to sleep. Go home. B, when you're habitually spending time in dark places, your eyes gradually adjust, become acclimated and desensitized to darkness, to the point that you are unaware that you're even in it. You can be in darkness so long till you don't even know you in a mess. You don't even know you lost. You don't even know you're away from God. You're so far out there until you're oblivious to your spiritual uh, state. This could be a sign that you are in spiritual darkness. See, things may not be what they appear in the dark. You know, you can get fooled and tricked and deceived in the dark. That's why you need some light. Restaurants, I want to see. I want to see. You could be eating dog and don't know it. I want to see. I want to see. Light this place up. Things may not be what they appear in the dark. You don't see the details of flaws in the dark. When the light comes on, the truth is revealed, which exposes deception and lies. He said, oh. How could I have done that? D, refuse to allow your children to entertain their dates late at night in the dark in your home while you are asleep. You sleep and they sinning. There needs to be a curfew even in your home. Say my home. 
Parents, you must also refuse to give permission for your home to be used for sexual immorality. I'm not getting no amens out there. Do, Do not allow your children's date to spend the night in your home. If they don't have sense enough to go home, you get up and tell them it's time to go home. Matter of fact, you don't go to bed till they go home. Hold on, and I'm going to really meddle with some of you adults now. This applies to you parents as well. That's right. You you bring these men or these women upstairs, around the corner, and your children see, your children are not crazy. They know what you're doing in there. They know what you're about to do. And then how your children going to live holy and you are you all messing up all over that house, no standards, you gone crazy and you're mad at your children because they're bringing four children by four different wives or four different women they're not married to. They're looking at your life. Oh, I didn't get no, I got a best right. I don't even get an amen. Everybody say amen. You know, it's, it's a sad day when parents become so loose. Loose, 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 loose. You, some of you just loose. Spiritual demonic looseness. Have standards. Have boundaries for you and your children. Where are the boundaries? Where are the standards? If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.